right, welcome to the show. My guest today is Christina Chris of the band Kaleido. And uh, Kaleido has performed with some of the biggest names in rock, including Aerosmith, Kid Rock, Slash, Hailstorm, Brett Michaels, Rob Zombie, Evanescence, Butcher Babies. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And they're about to start a three-month tour with Sebastian Bach, uh, one of my favorite singers of one of my favorite, or ex-singer of uh, one of my favorite bands, Skid Row. And that's how I uh, found them. Uh, I'm shocked I've never heard of the band, given all the shows they've done. And their music's actually really good. It's it's like an eclectic mix of rocks, uh, different kinds of rocks. Some songs sound kind of like Paramore, and some kind sound kind of like No Doubt. And some are heavier, like Hailstorm. And then there's just straight-ahead rock. And the latest single is called Panic in the Pandemic. Uh, it's a really catchy tune. And they have a lot of good songs, so just check them out on Spotify. I am officially a fan now, and I think you will be too if you give them a chance. And now you get to know their lead singer, Christina, in this interview. So enjoy it. Please welcome Christina Chris from Kaleido to the Chuck Shoot Podcast. How are you doing, Christina? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. So you're just telling me uh, you're you're going to go on a three-month tour. And this is not the one with Sebastian Bach, because it's a different tour. No, this is with Sebastian Bach. So oh. we leave in just about one week for a three-month tour. So I'm back in Michigan right now with my band. We're pre- getting everything prepped. We also just returned from a tour with the Butcher Babies a couple of days ago. And then right before that one, um, we were out with a band called Otherwise. So we've been full speed ahead back with touring. And um, I'm really excited for this long one coming up. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. See, that's how I found you. I I, I feel like an idiot because I feel so stupid that I'm looking through your history. You guys have been around for a while. I don't know how I missed you. You've toured with all these big bands, but I saw Sebastian Bach and I, and I saw the opening band. I was like, Kaleido, I've never heard of this band. So I did, you know, I, I looked into it. I was like, oh, I love these guys. I got to have you on. So how did you get Thank that you. Sebastian Bach tour? Did he reach out to you or did you guys reach out to him or? Yeah. Um, well, we have a booking agent and so we're getting, you know, our name out there and stuff, but yeah. So he picked us, I guess. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause at first I'm kind of going, this seems like an interesting fit because you guys have so many different kinds of songs, right? Like you have songs that kind of sound no doubt. You have songs that sound kind of paramore and then you have songs that are more like ACDC. And so I'm listening to some of those songs today and I go, Oh, okay. Now I get, he probably likes these songs a lot and there's full on metal and screaming too. Yeah. We're just a kaleidoscope of sound. Oh, <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So tell me about your influences. Cause you like you, you, uh, Alanis Morissette was a big one, but also Dave Grohl and Hailstorm and what else has influenced oh, your yeah. band? Guns N' Roses. Ooh, um, love them. Huge, huge for me. I did listen to a lot of like female singer songwriters. So Alanis Morissette is just right up there. Um, but also, you know, I came up listening to just, about everything. I had a very like eclectic and vast experience with music, whether it was like listening to Guns N' Roses or Kid Rock with my dad or, you know, System of a Down with my friends in school and pop music, rock music, like all across the board. I I kind of enjoyed all of it. And I think that that definitely comes through in Kaleido's music. You hear like the touches of influence from Mm -hmm. a a wide range of different artists. Yeah. But I always say one of my favorites ever is Guns N' Roses. (sighs) Me too. Me too. (laughs) And you got to play with Slash and Aerosmith, right? Tell me about that show in New York. That sounds, did you get to meet Slash or? 
Uh, no, I didn't meet him. Um, <sighs> it was like really like quick in and out, but we played on a show that was at Jones Beach Theater. And yeah, like that was a dream come true. We obviously were like watching their set side stage and stuff, but. Oh, they let um, you do that? Because sometimes they don't let you do. Oh, yeah. So- yeah. Okay. What? And you watch Aerosmith yeah. too, side stage? Yep. Oh, that's cool. They were like so quickly in and out. Like they got out of a black SUV, got on stage. And as soon as they were done, they got into it and left like yeah. real quick in and out. But man, to like, we were standing side stage in these like, ra- in like a, a rafter type of balcony, I guess, like area watching the set. And I just like had a moment where I was like, this is really happening right now. I just performed and, and now I'm here watching this. And of course, you know, my mom's like, the hugest Aerosmith fan. So I, it felt pretty surreal. That is really cool. Wow. Yeah. Cause I just, I saw guns and roses on their most recent tour and I, I don't know if it was because of the pandemic, but somehow I was able to get general admission seats and we just moved right up to the front. It was like a front row seat to guns and roses. It was crazy. Wow. A couple of years ago when they first started the touring up again, I saw them in Detroit at Ford Field. So I think that was the very first show that they did actually. And um, they just started to tour again. So I was lucky enough to catch that. And unfortunately they did play in Detroit like a month or two ago. And I was like out on tour. So I didn't get to see them again, but I did get to see them once. Yeah. I've seen him so many I'll, times. I'll see him again. That's that's cool. That's I'm glad that we both have that connection. Um, so you, now you're from uh, Detroit. Too. You grew up there. Yes. Okay. So tell me about what is it like that? Did you didn't live in the city, right? You're more in the suburbs then, or? Yep, just right outside of uh, Detroit, like about ten minutes um, is where I was born and raised in East Detroit now called East Point. Hmm. Um, so I've been in and around the city like my entire life. I recently moved to Los Angeles in November. Hmm. And so I've been out there. But before that, um, full time Michigan when I'm not touring and all over the place. with Okay. My band. So what is Detroit? Because I've never been there. I've just heard about it. I've heard it's kind of a little bit like deserted. Has it has it changed throughout your lifetime? Has it gotten better or worse? Or what is it? What is the city itself like? Um, it, well, they've done a lot really? to improve in recent years. That's yes. good. Um, they have done a lot of renovations and, you know, they brought the Pistons back down there. Um, they weren't playing in Detroit for many, many years. They were at the Palace of Auburn Hills, which oh. is about 45 minutes off, of, outside of the city of Detroit. Oh. Um, so it is definitely, you know, been improving over the past decade or some more, but, um, yeah, there's definitely some areas when you're outside of downtown Detroit, where there's like a lot of abandoned houses still, and mm. some like shady areas, you just got to kind of know where you're going and, and, uh, don't wander away. Okay. Good advice. If I ever <laughs> go there. Um, what about, so what about the music scene? I mean, before Kaleido, you must've been, were you in some other bands and stuff or what was the music scene like? Um, yes, I was in a couple of bands before Kaleido, but Kaleido has been like my main thing since really starting to hit it hard in 2012 is when we formed. Um, it's, it's, you know, pretty cool. I haven't been a part of the local Detroit music scene for a while. One COVID has kind of like put a kibosh on all of that. And then also we've been nationally touring. So Detroit has kind of become like a tour stop for us, but we will play like a hometown show here. Uh, So 
I've just grew up in Detroit and just, I feel like the like heartbeat and rhythm of this particular area is kind of like bled into us and kind of brought us up. It's just like a hardworking blue collar, um, scratching and clawing your way to the top type of mentality. I think that comes through in our music as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So what, before you started Kaleido, what other like roadblocks or obstacles did you have to face? Cause there must've been, um, you know, some of these bands must've fallen apart. There must've been people telling you you shouldn't do this. You're never going to make it. Did you have a lot of those kinds of obstacles that you had to push through? Um, I did have like one band before Kaleido, which was called the Christina Chris band, oddly enough. And we were like mainly playing covers, Mm. but we did have some original tunes. And actually the bass player of Kaleido was in that project with me as well. But that kind of naturally dissolved. And then we met Joey, who's the drummer of Kaleido. And he was in a band called Robots in the Garden. We had all met like through the local music scene, just playing shows together. Mm. And so we started writing and it came together pretty organically, Kaleido. We just had started writing and kind of like took off right away. Our very first show was at the Roxy in West Hollywood, opening for Mickey Avalon and the show was sold out. And it's, it's kind of been just like climbing since then. We've had a lot of really great opportunities and we work really hard, but I have definitely had naysayers, but I've been blessed and lucky to have a family that really supports me and what I like to do. They've always encouraged me to follow my dreams and stay true to myself. So I definitely had the support and love of my family, which is really great because I know there's a lot of musicians that aren't as fortunate Mm -hmm. when it comes to pursuing what they like and music in general. And people kind of like squash, you know, your dreams in that department. But I mean, I've, I've learned how to just ignore the haters Yeah, that's that's awesome. So your parent, you told your parents, you're like, I'm going to be a rock singer. And they're like, all right, go for it. Yeah, uh, I started, I told them that when I was in kindergarten, I have a paper that my mom saved where they asked me what I was going to be when I grow up. And I said, I'm going to be a singer, I'm going to play guitar. And she saved it. And it's not, it's odd, oddly enough, my brother, who is an attorney now, he also filled out the same paper and said, I'm going to be a lawyer when he was the same age. My parents um, were very supportive. They listened to what we like to do and let us do it. So we both filled out the paper in kindergarten or first grade or something. And like she saved both of them. It's hilarious. Both of us do what we said we were going to do when we were really tiny. That's really cool. So yeah, you're doing it. And you guys had the, uh, your first album was uh, just the self-titled one, 2012, right? Yeah, that's when we were just trying to figure it out, having fun. We didn't really know what we were doing, just writing some songs. And we put together that EP. And um, our sound has really grown and adapted with us over the years. We were just kids like making songs back then, you know? And then we're like, hey, this is cool. Like, we really like this. Like, let's keep doing it. And it kind of grew from there. Yeah. So then, and then 2014 had Unbreakable. And then it seemed like there was a, there was a big gap between that, that album. And then the the last album, 2020, I know you had some singles in there, but is there a reason for that? Or what was, why did, why was there such a big gap between albums? Um, We also released a record called Experience, which was our one and only full length, which came out after Unbreakable. Oh, okay. Is that just not on Spotify then? Is that? Um, it should be. Oh, well, I'll have sure to, I'll have to, maybe sometimes they put the wrong dates on there too. So that's. 
Yeah, we actually, yeah, the dates are probably different on that one because we had um, like changed our distribution. So it came down for a minute, but it's back up. So it should be there. It's okay. Called, uh, experience. And yeah. It's a full album. Which, which, okay. I'll have to see again. Yeah, Cause there were so many songs that were, were so good. I'm just, like I said, I'm just discovering you guys. I'm like, Oh, this song's good. And this song's good. And I love the song. I just heard this one right before the, uh, the interview, no more little nice bitch. It's like a straight ahead rock song. Is there a story behind the lyrics for that one? No more little miss nice bitch. Um, just that's me, you know, um, as you had mentioned before asking if anybody had ever like, you know, tried to say you were never going to make it. You can't yeah. do this. You know, it's kind of the story of not being walked on. Like you have to be like so polite and nice. And as a girl, I feel like that's expected a lot of times. And I kind of wanted to like break that stigma and that mold and, you know, no more little miss nice bitch. That's, that's <laughs> I, yeah. Like push me to the edge. That's a great one. And then the song blood, that's cool too. The lyrics, like you don't own me. It's just an awesome riff with the screaming. What inspired that one? That's that, I'm assuming that's a fictional song. <laughs> uh, well, there's a lot of truth in that song as well, but I feel like that song gives a lot of power to people who are in relationships and situations where they're being taken advantage of or dealing with like a narcissist someone who's controlling. And I've heard that feedback from quite a few people that the song speaks to them. So I'm really happy about that. But yeah, it's just all my songs come from a personal experience that I've gone through at some point in my life. So yeah, because there's a lot of emotion. And I think that's what I like about it. Um, Some of the, you know, like the 90s songs, I feel like they're, they're so you have to like interpret it. Like I like Nirvana, but like, I'm like, I don't know what this shit means, but like your songs, I'm like, I get this. Like, it's very easy to, you know, hear the emotions and what you're talking about. Um, So is that those emotions? Like, is that kind of how you get your emotions out? Are you a very emotional person or is this just like manifested in the songs? I'm a very emotional person. I'm a cancer. So like, and I grew up being like the most emo kid of emo kids. And so, <laughs> yeah, it does come through in the music. It's cathartic. Like it comes out. It's, it's a way for me to let it out. Um, a lot of times I've, I, as a cancer, like, you know, you kind of, if, if anybody knows anybody, anything about that kind of stuff, um, you keep your emotions bottled up inside and you have this hard shell exterior and that's, like totally me like hmm. inside I'm a little softy but there's like all these emotions and a lot of times I feel like I kind of like have a guard up so I let that out in my music a lot and I feel like it's just a release for me and it's cool because it touches and other people can relate to it too oh yeah for sure so you get a lot of fans t- telling you that, that these songs have touched them in a way in some way because it's like yeah. no, it's all the range of emotions there's anger there's sadness you know, there's like the, the latest one, the panic in the pandemic, which is just the greatest title for a song ever. And it's like, <laughs> it's totally about all the stress and stuff that's going, when going through the pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. That was the, I wrote that song during and released it during this whole mess that we've all been forced into over the past like two years, pretty much. So that song was definitely a release. And if you, pay attention to the lyrics in that one. It really does tell the tale of emotions that I think many people have had to, you know, work through. Yeah. 
Do you feel like that's getting better now? Cause you're able to tour. So, I mean, because of the vaccines and stuff, right? Yeah, I'm thrilled. I wasn't able to touch a stage for over a year and a half. And so I've done probably about 10 shows with Kaleido since um, we got the green light and booked these tours. And that's, that's my happy place. What do you know? What on earth for me is on stage. It's on stage. It's back open and and happening. And I hope that it continues on that, on that route, you know? Yeah. Cause, um, I mean, I know some, some bands are saying like, you have to have the vaccine to enter. Is there a rule with the Sebastian Bach tour? Is it going to be, do you have to have a vaccine to, to go to the show or is it just, uh, masks you know, or what? I'm not really sure. Um, I think that that is probably, and, and don't, don't quote me. I I've heard, um, from other touring bands that I'm friends with that it's kind of up to the particular region and venue, venue? Okay. et cetera. So it would be in the best interest of anyone that wants to attend those shows that they check out any type of restrictions and or requirements um, before purchasing tickets or coming to the show. But I know that my, my band and, and my crew is, is all fully vaccinated. So we, um, we just want everyone to be healthy and stay safe and get back to enjoying live music. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, I think you're coming to Phoenix. I, I feel like you're going to play the marquee with Sebastian. So I'll definitely yeah. want to go to that. I think I've been trying to see that Sebastian show. It's been rescheduled like six different times or something. So I think I'm hoping this one actually happens, especially now that you guys are opening. So it's, it should be a lot of fun. Yes, it's going to be amazing. And I, I really hope that you can make it out to that one. That Marquee Theater is awesome, too. We played there with Cedar before and haven't been back since. So I'm looking forward to returning to Tempe. Tempe. Yes, that's right. Wow. Good memory. Yeah. Yeah. So you played with C- You played with all these amazing butcher babies. We, we talk about Aerosmith. Kid Rock. What did, did you get a chance to meet with him? Because he's from Detroit. So I would think he would kind of maybe take you under his wing a little bit or no. Yeah, he's a homie of ours. We've is had he? some... Yeah, some really cool hangs with him at his house and stuff. And he's been really kind to us. But we got to open for him in Las Vegas at the D Casino, which is, you know, Detroit themed. Okay. So they had us open for Kid Rock there. And shout out to Derek and Nicole over there at the D. They're amazing people. And we had a great time. But yeah, Kid Rock's cool. He's always been really nice to us. What does he like to hang out with? Is it is that is it kind of an act or is he like you see on TV and stuff? No, that what you see is what you get with him. He's um, authentic and is a cool guy. Okay. Funny. He's got great stories. We had a blast every time we've ever hung out with him. It's been a blast. That sounds amazing. And then you tour, you did, or did you tour or just do some shows with Hailstorm? That must've been cool because they were influence on you, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, We did a handful of shows with them over a couple of years. Uh, Most of them were at like, festivals mm. that we were able to play with them, but they also are some of the most kind people that I've ever met. They just were, they embraced us and and they were super awesome. Lizzie um, gave me one of her necklaces um, that is part of her jewelry line. So they're really awesome and they're really amazing musicians and we definitely look up to them. Yeah. I'd love to see them live too. Someday. Did you? Oh, you should. Yeah. Did you do a show with Brett Michaels? I saw too. Yeah. What was did, where did you get to meet him though? Or is it, uh, what? um, I think that we met quickly backstage. Um, we played with him at a festival as well. 
And then I believe that we also played with him at a club show in Michigan a few years back. Okay. Yeah. I think I just saw a flyer or something. I was like, I, I love how you guys are able to like, you're playing with Rob Zombie, Kid Rock and Hailstorm and Brett Michaels and Sebastian. It's such a like a variety. That's really cool. Yeah. We kind of fit in everywhere. You know, there's like a little bit of something for everyone. We have like a, a very dynamic live show that's in, really engaging for the audience, but like musically too, we are, have a pretty broad spectrum. So it fits in with a lot of different acts. Do you guys change up the set list every night or do you kind of stick with one that you're going to be doing the whole tour? It depends on how much time we have for our set, but we pretty much stick to a general group of songs. Um, and we might change like one or two in or out here and there to just switch it up. But we're predominantly playing like our latest releases right now. Okay. And then did you, you used to do a cover of the Foo Fighters? Are you going to do that or uh, any other covers? We might. I can't tell you yet. Oh, damn <laughs> We it. have been known to do some really cool covers. We have done uh, Foo Fighters and we've done My Michelle. Oh, that would be amazing. Past, so we'll, we, we'll pull something fun out. Okay. Sure. Do you take, oh, like, do you, could you just do, I mean, do you have like a, 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 like a round table of songs that you could pull from that you can switch it up every time? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Hopefully you do something really, that'd be cool to hear Guns N' Roses and Phoenix. How long will you get for the Sebastian Bach? Is it 30 minutes, 45 or? 45. Oh, nice. The full 45. Yeah, okay. It's just Kaleido and Sebastian on that tour. Yeah. So we have a, a nice 45 minute long set every night. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait to watch his show. Yeah. Um, I've only seen it in video so far, so I'm looking forward to seeing it in person. But it's going to be really awesome. Have you met Sebastian yet? Not yet. Oh, my gosh. He's such you. Have you seen interviews and stuff with him, though? He's quite the personality. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Did you were you a Skid Row fan? See, I was a huge Skid Row. That's like the reason I got into rock. Well, I definitely listened to it quite a bit. My dad listened to it. And so I came up hearing it, you know, 18 in life. That's my shit. Yeah. I love the slave to the grind. That was the thing that made me a rock fan. Have you listened to that album at all? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, so you said your favorite part of being a musician obviously is, uh, doing the live shows and performing. What is your least favorite part of the being a musician? Hmm. I don't, I don't, I love what I do. You love everything. Particularly have anything that sticks out in my mind that I dislike. I, I do what makes me happy. That's a mantra for me in life. And this is what makes me happy. So I do it. That's amazing. So I, don't, I don't particularly have anything to, to complain about. What about, so do you like the meet and greets? Cause I heard a lot of musicians don't do that, but it's kind of a necessary evil, right? You, I mean, or do you do meet and greets? Yeah, we do. And I love them. Oh, you love it. Okay. I love it. And you'll still uh, do that now. Even, Cause if, if you're vaccinated, I guess it's probably safe to do those, right? Yeah, we're doing them. Okay. Is that something? We have them available on our website um, and they're available for all the shows. We have like a really cool meet and greet experience where we do an acoustic performance and Mm. it's, it's a pretty intimate setting. And I enjoy it very much because I really do enjoy my time communicating with people that have been touched by our music. That means a lot to me. I think that, and saying that I do what makes me happy one of the biggest things of it is it makes me happy to know that the art that I create has 
touch someone's life in a positive way or help them through a difficult time. I think that's a big reason why I'm here on this earth. Sincerely, I I believe that. So I do enjoy my time being able to meet people that like Kaleido and, and chat with them and keep in touch. It's so easy today with it. Yeah. That's really cool. What's um, the Kaleido fam. Okay. We have a pretty tight knit fan group. It started here in Detroit when we were just coming up and it's grown over the years. So it just keeps on growing. That's on Facebook. Yep. Okay. Okay. Maybe I can uh, post this interview in there. Um, definitely we'll have it. We'll share it. We'll definitely share it in there. Okay. Um, so t- is there a story or something memorable? Of, like you say, all these fans will reach out and tell you that their mu- your music touched them. Is there one that stands out to you? A-, a story you want to tell on here? Oh, um, well, yeah, I, I have a, we have a song called goodbye yeah. that we wrote about a friend of ours who passed away. And that song went viral on Facebook and I received hundreds and hundreds of messages from people like all over the world. And it's kind of a message that I got more than once was that song put words to emotions that people felt while grieving over the loss of a loved one that they couldn't put into words themselves. That song explained how they felt and they just wanted to thank us for doing that. And I, unfortunately had to lose a friend to pull out those words and emotions from me. But I guess, you know, there's a beautiful side to it in that it can help others express their grief. Mm -hmm. So I think that that was probably one of the most touching and that's like over multiple people that have told that to me. Um, And then also our EP, no, really I'm fine. I've had so much feedback from fans um, that are struggling with their mental health depression and anxiety and have told me that the songs on that EP have helped them sort through things that they're going through. So I like helping people through the music. That's really cool. I love that too. I'm a huge advocate of mental health. So I love hearing those kinds of things. It just warms my own little heart here. So that's very cool to hear. Um, let's see, what else can we talk about? Uh, so you guys are independent, correct? You're, you're not on a major label. So that gives you more independence and freedom, but it's also got to be more responsibility, right? Yeah, it's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> we do everything. We do it all. But you have a manager or somebody that does a lot of the, the business stuff too, right? Um, we don't actually. Oh. We manage ourselves right now. And um, we do have a booking agent, but okay. yeah, we're completely indie and we do it all. Who Are you in charge of the merch and stuff then? Or who's in charge of that? We are. Okay. So you guys all just work together on all that stuff and... I, I do most of the ordering and we do have um, a merch seller at our shows, but all the ordering and designing and stuff is a collective amongst myself and the band members. Yeah. Cause it's a cool logo. So what do you guys have shirts and you have sweatshirts, hats or what stickers or what, what else, what Thank all do you, you have? Yeah, here it is. Hey, um, Cody designed this logo. Cody is the bass player in Kaleido. Yeah. And he's like super creative and, and talented with graphic design. So he's done a lot of the, shirt designs that we will have with us on the Sebastian Bach tour. Okay. And he's responsible for this logo. So yeah, we have this logo on everything. We have stickers, we have shirts, we have posters. Good stuff. We have a skateboard. Really? You can buy a full skateboard. Yeah. We um, did a collaboration with our friends at earth 
skateboards. Okay. Okay. Um, we did a earth Kaleido collaborative deck. And so we have that too. That's awesome. our name on everything. That's very cool. Um, Hey, I was going to ask you this. So do you guys have a guitar player? Cause it, it's like, I think there was a, did you change guitar players or something? Because it was like, there was only three people in the band picture and on the website, it doesn't say the guitar player's name, but I'm assuming you have one now for the tour. Yes, we do. His name's Drew Johnston and he has been with us since, um, the end of 2019. We did one tour together with him and then the world shut down. But oh. we're back. Um, and we've had a couple of different guitar players over the years but he's the latest. Okay. Awesome. Well, I look forward to that. Um, so yeah, you mean you've, you've traveled with all these tours and stuff, but you like to travel for fun. I do, but I find myself mainly traveling with the band and I've been seeing things out of a bus window. Okay. <laughs> so well, yeah, cause when yeah, you're- I, I do, I don't, I don't really find much time to travel like for leisure or vacation, I just kind of do Kaleido all the time. So when you're on tour, you don't, you don't have time to do, do you have time to do anything fun or touristy or any of that stuff? Or is it like now pretty much all business here and there, there. but mainly it's mostly business. If we have a day off, we may go off and do something, but a lot of the time we're just driving and trying to get to the next city. And so there's, there's downtime on the bus though, at least when you're, not too much. I mean, we're either driving or we're getting there and we're loading all of our equipment in and getting set up and ready for the show and doing our meet and greets and then performing and then tearing all of the stuff down, putting it back into the trailer and usually hitting it right to the next city. Mm. So just a couple of minutes, but they're not ever like I'm doing something at all times. Mm. And I like it that way. That's good. Okay, cool. Very awesome. I I look forward to seeing you guys. Um, What other future goals do you have? I mean, you've done so many amazing tours. Is there any other bands that you haven't played with that you want to, or any places that you venues that you want to play that you haven't played yet? Oh yeah. There's tons of artists that we haven't played with that we'd love to play with Um, and, and venues and future goals for us would be to continue to record, release, tour, and grow Kaleido and get our name and music out to as many people as possible and just blow up. Yeah. (laughs) Well, hopefully this helps a little bit. I've got a few listeners. So hopefully some people check it out. Cause yeah, I'd never heard of you guys until Sebastian Bach. And then I'm like, I'm glad I found you because I'm I'm a fan now. So I'm excited to see you. Thank you so much for having me on and, and taking the time. I appreciate it. And I really hope you can make it out to that show in Arizona. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I like to end each episode with a charity. I can't remember. Uh, did, I think you had one that you you already had one in mind that you wanted to give a shout out to. Yes, I do. Um, there is a friend, a very good friend of mine. His name is Marty Sheedy. And we've um, met him through music, but we've known him for many years. And um, I'm just going to look at this to make sure I pronounce this because it's a, it's a really crazy word, but the name of the charity is project Scissorgate foundation started by our really good friend, Marty Sheedy, who is affected by arthrogryposis and prune belly syndrome. And so we've done some work with him over the years in helping to promote that charity and foundation that he started. And so that is the one that I would like to give a shout out and suggest that people check out. And what, so what is that syndrome? 
What is that? What is that? I've never heard of that. Um, well, Marty has, he walks with a scissor gate and that's why he named the foundation ah. project scissor gate. Okay. And so, um, his legs are crossed and he has to walk with his legs crossed. So, um, he has helped other families that have children that are born with that condition. And he himself was not expected to live very long. And now he's huh. like 30 something years old. It was just his birthday a couple of days ago. So shout out. Happy birthday, Marty. Okay. Um, we love you a lot. So okay. Project Gate Foundation. All right. I will put that in the notes along with your website so people could check out your music, buy some merch. And then if they have a few extra dollars, they'll throw that to the charity. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this, Christina. I'll get this episode up soon. Thank you. Appreciate right. it. You have a great weekend. You too. I'll see you in Phoenix. Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> Later. Bye-bye. Again, Christina Chris, the band is Kaleido. Check them out on Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your music. And make sure to check out their website as well for current tour dates and some really cool merch. And also you can follow them on social media to keep up with the latest happenings. And if you want to support my show, the number one thing you can do right now is subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, I'm trying to my damnedest to get to a thousand subscribers. Might sound kind of crazy, but uh, if you can subscribe and maybe get a few friends to do that as well, that would really help me out. Uh, in addition, your likes, comments, and shares on YouTube and social media and all that stuff, that helps me out as well. And if you want to go the extra mile, you can write me a review. So thank you so much for supporting the show as well as these great artists that I have on here. Have a great rest of your day and remember to shoot for the moon.